Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this is awesome. This is the first episode of Wine and Barbecue with Aaron Fijis from Fijis Barbecue. They're located in Spring Branch, as well as they have a location in Greenway Plaza. But this one is about Spring Branch. This is going to be a monthly thing. We're going to be checking in monthly to talk about their evolving wine list. We're going to focus on three to four specific wines each episode, why they're important, why she has chosen them for the wine list, and also to give you a chance to learn more about the growers, the producers, the winemakers. This is going to be something special. Aaron and I both feel that wine and barbecue are best friends, so hopefully this will give you a chance to learn more about wine as well as learn about their pairings and how they fit into their wine program. Sounds pretentious to say wine program, but it is a wine program and it is a barbecue joint with a wine program. That's why I reached out to Aaron and we've decided to do this monthly thing. As the months go on, we'll have different people on too for little segments to highlight specific wine producers as well as their beer program is extensive. I'll put links below to the wine and beer menu, but that way we could highlight specific people and have them share their stories with you. We'll also go into how their restaurant is evolving month to month so you can get a chance to kind of get a bird's eye view of the Spring Ranch location for Fijis and then also learn about specials. Every Wednesday now they have a steak night. It's a different steak. So follow their social media for that. The Super Bowl is coming up, so if you're listening to this prior to the Super Bowl, they're actually extending hours on Sunday so that you could watch the Super Bowl there, but also online you could order packages for the Super Bowl to bring home. They've updated their merch online and sauces and such, so if you go to their website, you can get a lot of stuff shipped across the country. I ordered shirts, and they arrived within like five, six days, so (laughs) that was awesome. So please sit back, grab a glass of wine, and enjoy this episode of Wine and Barbecue with Aaron Fijis. Good morning. How are you, Aaron? I'm doing really good. I'm I'm excited about uh, this new series yeah. that we're gonna do this little monthly wine series. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great idea, and especially because I I as well as you feel that wine pairs wonderfully with barbecue and with yes. foods that you guys serve. So this will be a perfect entree into getting people to understand what you're doing with your program and how things change, and then also too we'll jump into some specials and things that you're doing each month and uh, check in to see how you guys are doing mentally too. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's um, that'll, that'll just be like this throughout. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm excited. One of the things I was most excited about when we opened the new location was the ability to have a wine program, um, which sounds so pretentious, a wine program, but it very much yeah. is. It's a program. It's like an evolving thing. It changes. Um, we're learning a lot as we go about how barbecue customers appreciate wine and what they expect from wine and what they expect from a barbecue meal and how wine can fit into that. Um, how, how has so, that gone? We haven't talked about that. I know we have a lot to get into, but how has that turned out? Is that are people pretty receptive? I think people are really receptive. I mean, I, I, we still sell more beer. Um, I, I think that's a, that's going to be like a hard habit to break. And beer is obviously super delicious and, and also pairs well with barbecue. But there are, we sell a lot of wine. And I'm always surprised, like when I look in the dining room and I just see the number of wine glasses and, and who's who has a wine glass in front of them. And it always makes me really happy because, you know, we create all these um, expectations and people tend to break them and it's nice. Um, so I definitely think people are embracing our, our wine list and it's helping to kind of like reshape their barbecue experience. It opens their eyes to potentially doing that at home if they're, yes. uh, yeah, it, 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 it could, it could change their path. And off the air, we had talked about how you don't change the wine list every month, but how do you go about 
altering the wine list as things go? And, and how do you choose your wines? So we, we have a, we have a pretty small wine list, so we have to be really selective. Um, we have to really like the wines that we're putting on our menu because we don't have a lot of spaces. And so one of the things that was really important to us from the, the very beginning in selecting wines was having a real appreciation for the wine makers. Um, so the people that are making the wine, a lot of what we do is really limited production. So the wine list evolves because things you know sell out and are, are no longer available. And so that's kind of the nature of the beast when you do limited production wines. Um, but we love that we have, I want to say we have a relationship with all of our producers and winemakers and, and it may not be like a physical relationship, but we know about them. We know their stories. We know that's how they got great. into wine and why they got into wine. There's a connection there. And I think that's really important for us as people that are selling something. It's, it's more fun to sell something that you appreciate, you know, the person that made it and how it was made. And also, too, it's it's similar to the barbecue world and how people are getting to know the barbecue joints themselves. It's not like a big chain. It's something it's something small right. and you get to know the people. And, and then once you know the people, there's like a there's a different kind of kind of connection. And that's nice for you is that well, I guess that'll evolve over the years too. you'll start to when that producer comes out with more vintage like you'll be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you bring up this like really interesting parallel you know, barbecue, it's like, you don't know your brisket's going to suck until 18 hours later, right? Like you put it on and you just, you, you do all the uh-huh. things you know to do, and then you hope for the best. Wine is kind of similar, right? Yeah. The process of making wine is, is almost years long from the grapes. I mean, you could say it's decades long if you want to really look at it from like a, a, vi- a vine standpoint, yeah. but it takes a long time to get to the end result. And every step on the way is a possibility for error. Um, or just to, you know, every step of the way has an impact on the the end result, but you don't know if it sucks until the end. I, I mean, I suppose you can taste it halfway through and be like, this isn't going to be good, but you don't really know until, until the end of the process. So I think there's a mutual appreciation that pitmasters and winemakers have because it's, it's a process that you can't just, it's, it's hard and it's nature dependent. Um, and it's a craft and it's, they're working hard and the hours are long and they're yes. different than other professions you have to love it you have to really love it yes definitely (laughs) and at the end yeah you don't know if it's going to be because there's certain years that the the weather has specific things and also too with you guys the weather is a big deal if you're indoors you can kind of control a little bit more but there's all these different variables and it's 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 interesting what really quick too how long has spring branch been open for people to know spring branch has been open for about seven months now we opened in june and it's it's been it's been a blast um the holidays were insane for us like i don't even know how we made it through it was just i was so fast-paced everything was going so so fast uh, and then january we all just kind of took a collective like <sighs> breath of fresh air you know, got to kind of rest a little bit. And now here's the February. This is like the February edition it, of this. <laughs> it's all. Uh, Super Bowl is like when everything kicks off again. And in Texas, we have the rodeo, which is like a whole three week event that only in Houston do you really understand the impacts of, of the rodeo, but it, it impacts the entire city. It impacts the barbecue community. Um, and it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Last year, you know, we didn't have the rodeo. It's like the first time since it started that the rodeo was didn't happen so it was kind of crazy but but so was back. that in is that in mem- is that in march or is that february it's in march so well it it kind of i think it usually kicks off with a barbecue cook-off but the barbecue cook-off is really not supposed to be professionals it's like these corporate teams that you know they buy tents and stuff but they always hire a professional pitmaster or 
uh, you know, people to come be on their team and help them win. Um, and that's what launches the three week, um, the three weeks of the rodeo. So the barbecue cook-off is like the mm-hmm. pinnacle. Jess Pearls is usually there. Matt Pittman from Meat Church is usually there. Like pit maker guys have a tent. Like it's just a big oh, that's deal. That's so cool. That's yeah. It would definitely be it, something. We need to get with... wine as part of that. We need like some wine sponsorships <laughs> for this like barbecue cook-off. Yeah, and maybe we could have like a, a wine sponsorship, not not in as much as a paid spot, but something for this eventually that we can kind of get to push yes. them to do that because that would be a that's a that's a, that's yeah they should have a tent someday. Maybe that that would be our goal for next year. Let's jump to the wine. Let's jump to the. Yes. I, I'm a starting full. It's been a it's been a long morning already. Uh, so what what wines are on your list and which ones that I think I had talked to you off the air, which ones are, are getting closer to going away for forever, essentially? Yeah. So I've got like a mix of old and new in front of me right now, but this is one of my favorite wines. It's from okay. J. Bouchon. Um, it's a Chilean wine. The grape is Pais. This particular bottle is called Salvaje and it means savage. So it's just is a really interesting story about the grapes. They, they have like a really beautiful um, vineyard vines that are straight and grow like they're supposed to. They also have these kind of random vines that kind of escaped and grew like weeds and they've started growing oh. up trees. And, um, you know, now they're growing like the vines are like 15 feet high, woven up these trees and they, they just don't oh, tame them. They just let them grow wild. I believe it's the son or the grandson that's kind of taken over a lot of the winemaking and he was like, why are we ignoring these grapes? They they previously not harvested them or used them for wine. And he was like, let's just see how it turns out. And oh, the wine really captures this kind of wild feel. Ah. Um, you get like, this is going to sound weird, but I always describe some wines as like, you can tell that there was stem in there. It's got like an earthiness. Mm-hmm. It's very... Um, green from like the leaves because you're just taking these grapes whole cluster off of these wild savage vines and then you're pressing and making wine and all those things that are in there with the grapes like add to the structure and character of the wine so I think it's beautiful it's it's a really really good barbecue wine we've got a few bottles left and then again this is limited production um and so Next year, we'll, you know, when the next vintage comes out, we'll purchase it. But the next vintage might not taste anything like this because it's wild and mm-hmm. it's so, it's just impacted so much by the nature and it's, it's hands off, right? Like nobody's going okay. out there and, and making sure that the wine's consistent with the, with last year's vintage. So it, it might taste totally different. I don't know. I'm just really Which excited. Is cool. but that, that's interesting. And also cool. it's, it's a surviving, it's like a survivor. It's that's wild. Like it make, made it through the cracks of life and survive to that that's that's killer that's really neat and that's and so you only have a small amount are people buying too are they buying bottles half bottles glass like what is we we sell mostly by the glass um but we also get um we also do have some people that um they'll come in and buy a bottle and we do bottle service and that's another really kind of cool unique thing that we do um also this is a really reasonably priced wine i saw that was what 44 dollars for a bottle and 13 for a glass is that what it was yes what would you pair i kind of have in my mind what you would pair this but what would you pair this with well i i think this goes with just about anything on our menu it's a lighter style of wine um, which I actually think is really good with just like a really nice, um, slice of brisket. Everything on our wine list is meant to be really like universally pleasing. Mm-hmm. So there's not one specific thing that I say, Oh, you got to order it with this, or it's really meant to go with this one item. I like that. Um, but it is, it is really good with like a meaty piece of meat. If we had a beef rib on our menu, I'd say it'd be really good with beef rib. Okay, cool. Goes well with steak for the steak night. 
it goes really well. With, well, yes, it goes well with steak for a steak night. I think we've got another wine that, Perfect. um, that is even better for like a, a big piece of steak. I mean, th- I like drinking this, I poured this for Daniel Vaughn and he was like really into it. So it's like an everyday wine that you could just drink to drink too. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a really good brunch wine. I'm not saying that we serve brunch, but it's like an early day, really approachable, like way to kind of like start the day. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So what, so that's, and that's obviously that's on the red side. You have, you have sparkling white and red, right? Yes. And I've got a really cool sparkling that I, I pulled out. So this is the Kush Brut Origins. It's an Armenian wine. It's made, it's a method traditional. So it's made in the, the same winemaking style as champagne. Obviously it can't be called champagne. Yeah. It's not from the champagne region, but it is, it is our menus champagne. When people okay. say they, they want champagne, this is, we explain that it's not really champagne, but it, it reads like champagne. It tastes like champagne. And it's got a really interesting story. It's like a father-daughter winemaking team. They're in the mountains in Armenia. So this is grown at super high elevations. It creates like a really crisp, really clean, um, colder climate wine. I love it. Um, The grapes are indigenous to Armenia. So it's things that we haven't really heard of um, very much. Voskiat, which I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. It's 70% Voskiat and 30% Katoni. Both grapes that I've heard of. And honestly, like I hadn't really heard of them until I kind of started really looking into Armenian wine and there are, there's some really great wine coming from Armenia, but, um, I love this. I love pouring it for people because they drink it and they love it. And then, you know, sometimes later they discover that they were drinking an Armenian wine and had no idea. And it's just a really approachable, really, really good sparkling wine. And sparkling wine is like the most versatile when it comes to pairings. And it's really great with barbecue, good acidity, um, really helps with like fatter, fattier, mm-hmm. richer meats, um, which a lot of sparkling wines, um, particularly champagnes, have some good acidity to them. And I think a lot of people shy away for some reason from sparkling wines in general, thinking that they're just for celebratory occasions. And that's right. like maybe the only time they've ever had it at, or it's, and had a small glass. But I used to drink a lot of sparkling wine because it's just, it, you could, it's a, even an everyday kind of thing. It really is, it, and it pairs well across the board. Yeah. Across. The yeah. Board. And this is a dry sparkling. I think another thing I hear people say is like, Oh, I can't drink sparkling wine. There's too much sugar in mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. all wine has sugar. This wine is, um, it's brute. There's not going to be a lot of residual sugar. I consider this a dry sparkling. Um, so you're not going to get like that headache or, you know, whatever the after effects of the reasons that some people don't drink champagne. Yeah. This is a really, really good, um, really, really good sparkling wine. Are people getting that? Are people buying sparkling? I think it's, yeah, it's one of our most popular wines that we pour. Excellent. How many sparklings do you have? So we we have three sparkling it? wines. Cool. We've got the Kush Brut Origins. Um, we also have the Cleto Chiarli um, Lambrusco. It's the Vecchio Modena. I think it's probably the number one barbecue pairing. Like if I was, if somebody said you could only recommend one wine for barbecue, what would it be? Which is a really hard thing to do to kind of narrow it down. But I would say it's got to be the Cleto Chiarli Vecchio Modena. Um, the grape is Lambrusco de Sabara. I'll have it available for like next month's um, podcast. We can cheers, maybe cool. drink a little bit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. And then our our third wine, um, which is sold only by the bottle, is the Francois Bedel Vin du Secret. And um, <laughs> it's $99 for the bottle on our, our list. We don't offer it by the glass, but tonight I'm opening it for a wine dinner that we're doing here. Um, just a small, intimate 
private wine dinner. And so I'm really excited. I love pouring it. It's oh. a female winemaker. She's super badass. I could talk about her for hours. Maybe one time I will. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have like a little uh, segment talking about her, but that's neat. So then is that something too, that leads into will you do private wine events? Can people contact you to do small little wine events? Is that? Oh yeah. I love, I mean, we work with our, our chef de cuisine and Patrick and we come up with like a really good menu. That's a little bit different than what we serve on a daily basis. So we can create a, like a unique custom menu. And then I have just a ton of fun coming up with wine pairings. It allows me to bring in some things that aren't on our menu um, and introduce them to our guests and also introduce them to our staff um, and get everybody really excited about wine, but there's just so many great wines out there. So it, it's fun to do it. Yeah. So, and then will wine events be coming back again too? We hope so. I mean, we really, I, there is a specific producer that I really want to work with. Um, they're in Texas called Southfold Farm and Cellar. Um, we had one of their wines until December. We sold through it and they haven't released the, the next vintage yet. So we don't have it available right now on our menu, but it's, it was the, they're such a great family. It's located in Fredericksburg. I think it really helps kind of change the perspective that people have on Texas wine because the wines are so good. Wow. Um, I'd love to do a dinner just around their wine options because they, they make some really great stuff. They just have a lot of variety in their winemaking styles. So it's, it would work really well for a wine dinner because we Perfect. could, ha- there's so much to choose from so many really great quality wines, different grapes, and they take a lot of they put a lot of thought and care into how they produce their wines. And Fredericksburg is an area where people are, there's a lot of winemakers right now that are. Yes. Yeah. But, but I think what's so special about Southhold Farm and Cellar is they're putting quality wine out into the market that I think is really helping to kind of like redefine the perspective Ah. people have on Texas winemaking. Um, It's just so elevated. It reminds me a lot of what people are doing in like central coast California and stuff. So I'm excited to see them really kind of take off. Excellent. Well, let's, let's go, let's go over your whites. Do you have any white with you there or do you want to discuss the white? Yeah. Program? Well, I have, I have one white right here. Um, this is uh, a bottle of Chardonnay coming from Willamette Valley in Oregon, the winemaking. Um, yeah, it's Averine. It's a really, really beautiful Chardonnay. It's a, we call it a Chardonnay for Chardonnay drinkers, but it's not really that, over-the-top buttery, buttery oaky. Yeah, everyone always thinks um, buttery oaky. Yeah. It's, it's not that. It's It really lets the grape shine without having too much um, intervention. Um, every time we pour this for somebody, they're impressed. They're just like, wow, that is a really beautiful glass of wine. Um, and it's really, I, I, I admit that I didn't have a lot of appreciation for Chardonnay, particularly Chardonnay that was um, made in the United States until recently. And I've started to see people really pulling back the reins on the winemaking and letting the grape, you know, shine how it was always meant to shine. And, and I now really love Chardonnay. Chardonnay is a great grape. Yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't, think- I, I haven't drunk a lot of Chardonnay in a long, long time. And I think that it was produced specifically for a certain clientele in the seventies and eighties. It was, they yeah. kind of catered towards that at a time. Yeah. And that, and you're talking like large production, winemaking. Um, so when you start to get into like some of the more boutique producers that are doing smaller production, they're really targeting a different audience. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're seeing, you're starting to see people really respect the great more and, and, um, you know, not do so much to, to alter it through the winemaking process. And I think it's a beautiful glass of wine. If you're out there and have access to it, I think you should try it. And Willamette Valley is a wonderful region for wine. 
Oh yeah, it's one of my favorites. I, we have a we have a few wines on our list from there that we'll get through. We'll we'll mention them um, eventually and talk through all of them. I have a red that I really wanted to talk about. This is another Texas wine. Um, this is this is from something called the Grower Project. The Grower Project focuses on the farmers. Um, and the farmers are, if you think about farming in America, it's not something that gets, you know, farmers do not get a lot of respect. They're usually underpaid. Um, it's a lot of immigrant workers and a lot of it is seasonal. So what happens in winemaking typically is you only really need your farmers for a, you know, half of the year. Um, and then in the winter, there's nothing to farm. There's nothing to do. So a lot of them just don't, you know, they, they end their work commitments and have to go find something else. And it's, it's not really reliable. It's not a reliable income. If people have families, it requires a lot of moving around. So what winemakers are starting to do, you see this, it's kind of like a trend is they're creating these wine programs that support and fully, uh, like the profits go back to the farmers and it allows them to stay in one spot. They don't have to move around. So their families don't have to move. Their kids can stay in the same schools. Um, it gives them and income that goes beyond just the farm work. So that's what this is. It's called the Grower oh, Project. I love that. Um, it's 100% Sangiovese grown in the oh. high plains of Texas. So um, like Lubbock in that area, which there's some really good barbecue in Lubbock. Um, <laughs> really? As as you know, Evie Mays. But yeah, so it's, um, and it's a really good wine. It's a, it's a nice example of Sangiovese. I think Texas grows Italian varietals really well um, because we have some uh, like a similar climate and terrain, um, and so Sangiovese seems to do really well here. So seems this like is a, this is one hardy. of our newest wines. Doesn't uh, Sangiovese grapes need a more of a? They have to be hardy. They're a, more of a hardy grape, I think, from what I've read. Yes. Yeah. What you experience here is like a lot of limestone and clay soil. It gets, it can get really dry. So the, it has to be a grape that's like able to be tested um, without a lot of moisture. Uh, but then sometimes it gets heavy amounts of rain. So it's got to be able to handle that as well. I mean, Texas is kind of brutal right now. Um, cold nights, warm days, um, that all really helps with the winemaking as well. But um, no, this is new to our menu. I really like it. Oh, that's nice. Um, you have a Sangiovese. I didn't know that. I should, I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to put and links I, to, for people, I'll put links to everything below. So you'll, yeah. And, okay. And, and I'll, I'll send you a list so you can have all the wines that we talked about today. But this one is, um, this one's just cool. I love this, right? I love how it supports, um, the winemaking community. Yeah, in a different that's way. amazing. And I tell you what I've learned, like the biggest lesson I've learned since we opened this restaurant and started pouring wine is that Texans are so proud to be Texan I, that they will choose the Texas wine on the list every time. Amazing. That makes sense. No, I, yeah. I, I was going to guess that, but that's, that does make sense. It seems that it's different. And I was talking, talking to someone recently too, about Texas pride. And there's something, there's something different about pride in other places. Like I don't, I don't even think there's California pride. <laughs> People no. love California, but they, don't love, but they don't feel it in their soul like they do in Texas. And there's a lot yeah. of things that, that people might not agree with certain things that happen in Texas, but they still love Texas to their core. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, as somebody who is a Texan living in Texas, there's a lot of what we do that I'm like, Oh, this is embarrassing. But at the same time, like I, I am a Texan through and through. I'm proud to be a Texan. I'm proud of the, you know, I'm proud of the production of wine that's evolved. Yeah, and it, that's amazing. You know, there's some not great stuff out there, certainly, but all of it kind of gets us to where we're going. And so we have to just embrace all of it. And it gives you a chance with this restaurant to highlight Texas 
producers, which is really, really important. And, and it's a nice yeah. way for you to offer Texans and anyone else from across the country a Texas wine that, that you have approved and that you love. Yeah. And what I also love about it is it's great to pour wines from all over the world, but you're not very likely to go visit Jay Bouchon's vineyard in Chile, right? Like, but you're, there's a good chance that you're going to end up in the hill country or in the panhandle. And you might actually get the opportunity to go visit the winemaker. And so I think for, for us, it's just, it makes it more tangible. It makes the whole experience a little Mm -hmm. bit more tangible that that you might actually be able to go to that vineyard. Yeah. Are there other Texas wines on your list? Um, we have, let me look, trying to remember. I've, I have some that are kind of in the queue that I'm cool, about okay. to add. Oh, yeah. um, so I've got the Grower Project, which is the red. We just poured through the Southhold Farm and Cellars, Don't Forget to Soar, which was which was a white blend and that was a Texas wine. We're hoping to replace it with a, you know, the, the next vintage of um, Southhold, but we don't have that available okay. quite yet. So we're hoping to have those two, one red and one white, kind of always on the menu representing Texas. Cool, um, that makes sense. Yeah, so we've got a new Sauvignon Blanc. This one's from New Zealand. This is a really classic Sauvignon Blanc. And we put this on the menu specifically to just be a really approachable wine. If somebody's a little kind of wine shy or, or mm-hmm. hesitant, that they could look at the menu and feel really comfortable ordering it because you know they know it. It's from a region that they know they like. Um, I think New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is some of the best selling wine in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy. Yeah, like so, when, yeah, whenever I give recommendations for someone, like I'm at a grocery store, I'm gonna, I'll just go, go that way. It, it works. Yeah, exactly. And it's good. And I really enjoy it. It's a nice, like enjoyable glass of wine. We're about to add uh, a Gruner Vetliner from, it's an Austrian wine. It's made in Austria, but the winemaker actually lives down the street from us um, here uh, in Spring Branch. And he, he has a little um, wine business and his uh, name is um, Volker. That's his first name. And so it's his family's vineyard. He's really, I think, involved in that particular bottle. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's like an entry Gruner Vetliner. It's a nice, affordable, clean, easy to drink wine. So I felt like that's, that's really what we're looking for in our, our whites, um, is just something that people can really sit down and enjoy and always good structure, good acidity, um, all the things that make it pair really well with barbecue. And also too, as the temperature eventually will rise again. Texas is hot for a good amount of time. Those will be great yes. wines. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So our our white wines are really picked to kind of be patio wines. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you can that's what I was gonna say on the patio, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, today it's a little bit cold. This is unusual, but what Houston's hot like 10 months out of the year. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like California. We're we have like four, we have four cold days and then that's it. Do you want to always have a certain amount of reds, a certain amount of whites, and then a certain amount of sparklings or is, do you have that in yeah. your head or is that? Well, we, we started out with a slightly bigger menu, but I feel like our sweet spot is having about five reds. Um, maybe four of them are by the glass. One of them's bottle, bottle only, or just having five by the glass, um, having about three to four white wines, two sparklings, um, and like a rosé or two. Okay. Can't forget oh. rosé. I don't have any rosés <laughs> out here right now, but um, w- when it gets a little warmer, we'll definitely be talking about rosé. Yeah, rosé. That's yeah, that's perfect. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about because the wines, and we'll put all the wines below, and then you'll if you send me a list, we'll we'll specifically talk about, it, and I can put links to to specific producers or growers or farmers. Yeah. That you want because I want to give them 
you know, credit. And I want people to, I'll put a companion blog post with this. That way it'll give them some love because, you know, you, it's, everyone needs, everyone's struggling. Everyone wants to, you know, get their name out there. So hopefully this will become something that as we, as we go along with this, there'll be familiar names and yeah. that'll, it'll maybe get in someone's brain somehow. And if they're somewhere else too, because they might find these wines at other restaurants that aren't barbecue yes. and decide to choose. So that would be awesome if this can maybe help help make me, maybe, maybe your restaurant would help someone order wine at a restaurant when they would have ordered beer or not order something. Yeah. Else. That's what this is all about. Yes, definitely. So special wise, are you the steak night? That's a new thing on for Wednesdays. Yeah. So steak night, we just did our second steak night last night. We love it. It's a good outlet for our chefs to get creative. It's also a really good outlet for wine sales, like yes. steak, steak and wine, you know, it's like, it's a good, it's a good pairing. They're best friends. Exactly. (laughs) Um, so it's going really good. I mean, last night was a little bit, well, it wasn't slow. We sold a lot of the steaks, but I think because of weather, people are starting to like go home early and, um, you know, make sure their plants are covered and people in Texas don't know what to do with cold weather. So everybody just panics and buys toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. And it clears the shelves of everything. And then, yeah. <laughs> yes. so, so, someone showed me a photo of like people in line and, and it reminds me of like you know, Christmas time at every rest, at every supermarket or uh, right. the day before Thanksgiving. Well then with a steak night, is it your, cause the hanger steak is off the menu, correct? Yes. Okay. So is this steak night going to be a different steak every Wednesday or how is that? Yeah. So the first Wednesday we did like a cowboy cut um, prime rib or ribeye, I guess. Um, and that, that went, that was good. We sold out. It was an, an amazing dish last night. We did hanger steak because we just wanted, I think our chef just wanted to kind of revisit yeah. it. Um, but it was a different setup than what we had on our menu originally. And I thought it was a really great, it was a really great dish. Um, so next week we'll do something different. I don't know what cut he'll, so, you know, he'll let me know soon. So like we can start promoting it, but yeah, so it'll be a different, it'll be a whole different steak setup, different pricing, um, you know, different components, everything's going to be different from week to week. So every Wednesday from five, six o'clock, six to every Wednesday from five to nine. Five so to we nine. close at nine. Okay. Yeah. So okay. every Wednesday for dinner. Okay, cool. That's good for people to know. And then Super Bowl is coming up. You guys have Super Bowl packages, but also people can watch the Super Bowl there. Is that you guys? Yes, doing- we're, we're extending our Sunday hours. We'll be open until the end of the game. Um, we're, we like to throw parties. I don't know. Like if you live in our neighborhood, you know that like we throw really big parties. So we're throwing a really big Super Bowl party. We're going to have it on all of our projectors. We'll have it um, on the patio playing on a big screen TV, oh, cool. full audio. It's going to be super loud and fun and exciting. And um, we're running a bunch of specials. So we'll have Super Bowl packages, wings. We're adding to the menu for the Super Bowl. Um, all of those things are available for purchase just to eat in at, at the restaurant, like during the party, but you can also get those things to go either hot or chilled. So, um, oh. you know, if you want to pick something up on Friday, um, for your, if you're hosting a party on Sunday, you can do that. Cool. And that's all available. Can they order that online? Yes. Cool. Yep. That makes so easy. So the best, the best place to go is just go to our website because that's where all the information is. Yeah. And I'll put links to Spring Branch specifically because this is more of like a Spring Branch episode and this will be, because yeah. <laughs> there's no wine so that people know Greenway Plaza has no beer and wine, right? Yes. Unfortunately, Greenway Plaza has no beer and wine. It's an office complex. 
Um, if we could drink there, we would. <laughs> and I'm sure the employees. That would, <laughs> I'm sure they would too. <laughs> they would too. They could drink in their office without people knowing it. But that's but you're not offering anything there. So this is all spring yeah. break related. So I'll put links to because your website does have all like all the every all the men the menu perfectly. It's very. Yeah. You guys have designed it very methodically. It seems. Is are there? Is Thank there anything? You. Is there? <laughs> you're welcome. Is there anything that from the first episode that when we talked about you coming, like, is Wyatt? Are you able to? Because you had, I remember you said in your your <laughs> imagination that Wyatt would be growing up at a restaurant and he'd be doing his homework. Like, how is that going? And it's gotten a little better. He's matured a little bit. He likes being here and he loves being on the playground that we have here. So that's gotten great. I think, it, you know, I see him really evolving into a restaurant kid. Like in about 18 months, he's going to be doing dishes. <laughs> we're just, yeah, we just got potty trained. So like there's, okay. you know, we're moving in slower steps right now. But um, no, he's, he's, he is starting to recognize that this restaurant is his family. You know, like he, he, we drive by it, his school's down the street. So we drive by the restaurant every morning. Um, and he just goes, mommy and daddy work there. And I'm like, actually mommy and daddy own that, but yes, that's (laughs) And they work there. Minor detail. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool Um, though. That's so 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 it's starting to get into his consciousness as to what's kind of going on there. Yes. He knows that we, he knows that we're chefs too. He, has started really embracing cooking at home. Um, we bought him some like kid-friendly knives. He wants to cut all of his own fruit now. Oh. Um, and he, I think it really, it didn't start until it triggered that like, this is what mommy and daddy do. This is what mommy and daddy do to like support our family. So he seems to be getting really into cooking, which I love. Wow, that's great. No, it'll be interesting too, as we do this further along to see how that changes. And maybe, maybe a couple <laughs> years from now, he'll be doing an episode of- Right. <laughs> He he's even, explaining our wine program to you. <laughs> that would be awesome. He's going to be the sommelier, yeah. Because if you get him early, he could be a sommelier. Is there anything surprising about the restaurant or the hours or when people, like something that, like a tidbit for somebody that might, because we you had talked about like a kind of a sweet spot before for coming. Is it, mm-hmm. does it, does, is there ever a line where people should worry about that or they can just come at any time? It's, what's, you know, has we, it changed at all? We get, we have moments where we get busy, um, but we, we really have been able to kind of keep the flow always going. So if there's a little bit of a line, we move through it quickly. Um, we, we don't have like the hour long. I think the hour long lines are a thing of the past. Most barbecue restaurants don't really experience that anymore. There's a few, the lucky few that, that, you know, will kind of always have like a two or three hour line. That certainly isn't the case for us. Our sweet spot is really anytime. Um, we're open in Spring Branch. We're open for lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sat Tuesday through Saturday, and then on Sundays we're open just for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're we're able to keep that kitchen just cranking food out really really fast, and so we keep the line moving. And I recommend that if you do experience a little bit of a line, that you start reading the wine list so you have your <laughs> wine selection ready to go by the time you get to the register. That is perfect. And then if they want to get more wine while they're at their table, can they ask somebody? Do you guys have that? Is it still that? Do you have someone coming and and helping with the table? Yeah. I forget oh, what you yeah. call so, them. Not next, but um, I guess yeah, we have like a little table service. We we have people that come and check on tables, and if you want another glass of wine, you don't have to get up and stand in line again. They can get you another glass of wine and take care of that whole transaction. And like yeah. I said, we do bottle service. So if you like a glass that you're having, and like everybody at the table wants to partake, I recommend getting the bottle. The bottle is always a better price point. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
we do retail wine as well. So if you want to, if there's a wine we well, that sell something that, I was gonna ask, that you go. like, yeah. Um, just let them know at the register, like, Hey, I'd like to get a wine to, to take with me. They don't open it, but, um, you get a 20% discount on retail wine. Um, and so you can basically purchase anything that we have on our wine list. You can purchase for your home. That's great. And get it with a shirt and get it with a shirt, a koozie, some rubs, our new barbecue sauces. Oh, your sauces too. Yeah. That could be another episode. We'll talk about the sauces because I wanted to focus more on wines and, and also too, just so people, if they're outside of the Houston area and they want to order from your website shirts, I ordered two shirts. I got the, I was going to have it with me, the peach one and is a peach color. Is it kind of orange peachish? It's kind of like an orange color. Yeah. 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 That one. And then the black one, like the classic, kind of the classic style and they arrive within like four or five days. So it's, it was super simple and very easy. So you guys our are... GM was very excited to get that order. He was like, Oh, Kevin's barbecue joints ordered shirts from us. He's a he's just a big barbecue fanatic. So oh, that's cool. He, he recognized he recognized your name right away. And I was like, oh, that, Yeah. Yeah, though I and I have because I have two shirts from you, and then I wanted to, they're just they're so cozy and comfortable. And so I wanted to get two more there. Like I either wear them to bed or I wear them out. Like it's just so great. So so I'm glad that it's always just want people to know if they order your merch, there's there's certain merch that is available online. Are your sauces available online? Yes, you can order the sauces um, and our rubs online. And we try to keep, as all of our current merchandise, we try to keep on the website. We're going to, we're a little late this year, but we're working on a hoodie, um, which Uh. we won't really need until next year. (laughs) Because this is probably the last time it's going to get cold. But yeah, well, all that stuff's on the website. Okay, keep checking in. So thank you, Erin, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing for the, the wine industry too. And for kind of bringing wine to the forefront of the options as a pairing for barbecue, because I think that it's, it's, it's time has come. And I, I know there's a few places, but there's really not as many places as I would have thought by now. So, well, it's my absolute pleasure to get to, to drink wine and share wine with you guys. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and then if there's any questions that people have, they can contact you guys. There's, and I'll put all your Instagram stuff below and there's uh, I'll put all the contact stuff below, but have, have a great day and uh, stay warm for these next couple of days. <laughs> next couple I'll do days. my best. Thank you so much. You have a good day too.